T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining us here, as we mentioned, on the Harbor One Hotline is the Razor. Andrew Raycroft, uh, we saw over the weekend what I thought was going to be a competitive game from a team that beefed up at the trade deadline in the New York Rangers. It turns out that the Bruins are even head and shoulders above the New York Rangers. It appeared, at least my takeaway, in that game. Let's take a step back, Razor. Who is their biggest threat in the Eastern Conference now that the trade deadline has come and gone? Well, I'm looking at it from – well, and I'm glad you jumped on the bandwagon, Jones. I'm glad oh, you're yes. all in on I, them. I buried the lead. It makes, me, I, I buried, it makes me a little nervous. You did bury the lead because I've heard about it numerous times. Am that, I allowed on? I, I should have started with that. Am I allowed on the bandwagon? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. After, uh, what do you mean? But, but if, you, if, you stay on it, if you stay on it for a few weeks, then, then you're allowed to stay. I think that's, that, that's going to be the key here is the discipline to stay on it all the way through the regular I don't season. Know, I don't know that I have that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try. Exactly. Um, I, I see the biggest threat. At, listen, the Carolina Hurricanes are a good team. New Jersey, the Rangers. The biggest threat's going to be, I think, the second round. I think you look at the Bruins are going to have a wild card team first round. I think Toronto or Tampa Bay in that second round when it really ramps up. I, it's hard for me to look all the way to the third round and consider one of those teams a threat. I do look at the Rangers and, and see them as a team that has a lot of work to do in the next month. They're going to be on the road in the first round against New Jersey. I don't think it's an automatic that they just cruise through to the second round. So I, I look at the Bruins. I look at the second round being their first test whether it's Tampa Bay or the Toronto Maple Leafs, and if they can get through that, then their depth should be, and still healthy then, they should be in a really good spot. Uh, Razor, I know load management is something we usually talk more about in the NBA, but in looking at this 20 remaining games, how would you like the Bruins to man? how would you like to see the Bruins manage Bergeron and Krejci down the stretch? I would like to see, and along with with McAvoy and Lindholm and Orlov and even a couple other forwards, if, if, if need be, I look at the weekend. They play basically, what, what is it, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday for the next five weeks, I think it is. I look at those Sunday afternoon games and essentially just let, or the Saturday game, let the guys stay home on the weekend. But don't put anyone on a plane. Don't put anyone in harm's way on a Sunday afternoon game on the road or a Saturday afternoon game on the road. If you can manage through that and maybe have each of those guys sit out two or three games just based off of travel alone will make a massive difference for them. So, so you're going to see that load management and you're going to see a lot of guys have the rest because of the fact they have 103 points at this point in the season. Razor, I saw Bertuzzi have that great feed in like his first shift. Uh, Orloff was the first star of the week. What can you say about these new acquisitions and uh, how much they've contributed immediately? And what does that sort of say for the eye that Don Sweeney had out there in the trade market? Well, he nailed it. I, I, I talked to you guys last week about how good of a deadline he had. And honestly, how good of a deadline he's had the last few years. Hall, Lindholm, and now these three guys, um, he knows exactly what pieces to plug into this group. I think the group itself is very plugged into the league. 
and what they need as well. So Bertuzzi, because of the injuries, um, and there's a little little bit of luck there having those injuries happen two days before the deadline and not three days after. Uh, it, it might look a little bit different, and, and that's not luck for Nick Foligno or Taylor Hall by any means, but just as the organization in general, uh, that they, they, they fit perfect. Orlov's a no-brainer. The guy Again, I want to reiterate the fact that this guy played 24 minutes a night for a team that won the Stanley Cup just a few years ago. So he's a gamer, and the idea of having – Orlov, Lindholm, and McAvoy on the ice almost every minute of every playoff game is, is, is tough to beat. No one can match that in the NHL. I'm talking to Andrew Raycroft of Nesson here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. I've heard a lot from the players, you know, oh, we don't care about the president's trophy, which is, you know, a yearly thing. Oh, we don't care about the wins record. We don't care about the points record. I keep hearing that coming out of the dressing room, and you, you've been around – this team, Razor, you've obviously been in dressing rooms throughout your career. Do you think they really don't care? Do you buy that they don't care about any of those records? They want to be the best. I think that how they say it is based off the question that, or the insinuation that's being asked of them. If, and they recognize the Stanley Cup's the most important thing. And that's when people ask them that question. They're asking, do you guys recognize that the President Cup doesn't matter and these records don't matter if you don't win? And, and Yes, they do recognize that. But I, I think as players, and, and if you're down to history and, and being the best team in history of the NHL, I think you lean into that a little bit. You're not, you're not playing extra minutes, but there's no question that that's motivation for these guys. They can go 14-6 and six and have the most wins in the history of the NHL. That's a doable number without overworking yourself or putting yourself in a bad situation. So... So I think that would be something pretty cool to hang your hat on. To be quite honest, I go into the garden and I look up at the banner of division winner in 2003 and four and say, hey, I was on that team and I was a part of that. So at some point in your life, those things do matter. And, and they recognize the Stanley Cup is the, the main goal. But I, I do think in the back of their minds, they recognize how cool it would be to be able to say we were on the best team ever in regulation or regular season NHL. So long story short, if you were on this team, you would want to go for it. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to win fourteen more games. Yes, I, I want to win fourteen more games. At this point, I don't want to rest players every single game and just go zero four and limp into the playoffs either. I recognize as a good team, you need to be winning going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I want to. I, I would have fourteen wins on my wall in the calendar in the dressing room and try and cross those off. Yes. How do you see Jim Montgomery balancing his two goalies going down the stretch? And uh, do you anticipate them to start out with Linus Allmark in the goal uh, in goal going into the playoffs? Linus is a starter game one, yes, no question about that. I would think that they're going to have a pretty solid rotation. What What will be interesting to me is if the last three weeks of the season they try and line up starts for that playoff, whether it's the Tampa, the Torontos, Islanders, Pittsburgh, who, who could be first-round matchups. Do they put Linus in against those teams? Do they put Swayman in and not give any more video uh, on those teams? That'll be interesting to see those four teams and, and what they do with the goaltenders. But beyond that, 
I got to imagine, especially with the weekend afternoon tilts, you're going every other game on those for sure. One more thing on Linus here, Razor. He had that unbelievable game against Calgary when he made all those saves, and we sort of talked about how he hadn't really had one of those kind of signature games. It's a couple of shutouts, but really, you know, uh, just been really steady this entire time. Is there other goalies you can sort of think of that had maybe not seasons like this, but who weren't out there, you know, doing backflips every single night, but still were just really, really steady and able to uh, and able to to rack up wins like this? I, I would. Tuka Rask is one of those guys. Mm. I think at times in his career, he was piling wins and not a lot of fanfare or love love affair. Certainly in Canada, uh, it would get looked over. And that was that was a big thing with Linus to be to do that in front of all the writers in Canada and be on you know all the major networks up there scoring goals and then making fifty four saves. That that's what also that buzz comes from throughout the hockey world. Um, but but yeah, no, there's there's certainly guys that were steady Eddie in their career that Roberto Luongo is another guy. He never won Vesna's, but he's a Hall of Famer. Henrik Lundqvist, these guys that started piling 40-win seasons together and you just assumed they were good, but, but not, a lot of, not a lot of attention, not a lot of fanfare with it. All right, well, Razor, I'll, uh, I'll see you when they raise the cup. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll <laughs> yes, be, I'll be on the bandwagon with you. I'm, al- I'm allowed on the – I just got to be consistent. I got to stay on, but I'm allowed on there. You're allowed on. Just I'm just saying a couple right. more weeks. Please, the- if they lose two games or they don't get the record, let's not say they have no chance. That's okay. All. I can't make any promises, but I, I like the idea of being, <laughs> uh, being on the float. Uh, all right, Razor, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, gang. Have a good week. All right. Andrew Raycroft, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.